Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It is another great day to celebrate liberty, if we can keep it, which has to do with elections. There's lots going on. There was a governor's debate last night, and... Um, some interesting things about a Politico story about how all these vote, electronic voting machines have um, wireless modems in them and it could endanger the midterms. Oh, not for the reasons you think about. Not for the reasons that we know but rather that it would create disinformation Politico is a left-leaning website masquerading as a national news site but here's the reality folks (laughs) yeah I think they're just preparing us for data that's going to be released showing, irrespective of the Tim Sipple verdict here in Oregon, it's going to be all about what what Mike Lindell is going to release, the PCAPs, all of that 33 terabytes of data that the court now has released their stranglehold on it, keeping it hidden. Now he can put it out there. He's being strategic about how he's doing it. I think they're just preparing us for the fact that we're going to get data down the road. It's going to be released. It's irrefutable. That shows these machines are being hacked. And that's why I think they're slowly admitting it. We know Ellen Rosenblum admitted it. Did you watch the debate last night? One of our emailers Regularly, as a state employee who should never be named, he did. And he asked me this question. Did you watch it last night? No, I didn't. Busy farming. We've got rain coming. We've got to get some things done. But he says this. Tina Kotek got shredded. So if you watched the governor's debate last night, is that your opinion? I mean, there's a story about it today in the Oregonian. Candidates for governor clash on homelessness, education, policing during final televised debate. Now, I got a text message from Dale, who was watching it. (laughs) He said that Betsy and Christine were just beating up on Kotech, but that the two moderators from KGW were asking obviously liberal questions. Was that your opinion of it? How do you think it turned out last night? Will it make a difference? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Did Tina Kotek get shredded? Now, there's new polls out there. We'll get into all of that, but I got to remind you that at 6.30, Dr. Frank joins us. We're going to have a quick conversation with him about what's going on out there 
including the simple case here in Oregon, but even this political article and what it really means. Do we get do we get definitive data that comes forward at some point that is irrefutable? By the way, on Dr. Frank's Telegram uh, account, and you should follow, go to Telegram and, um, and just search for follow the data with Dr. Frank. Yes. He, I mean, sometimes he just does off the wall things and is wonderful. He has this saying, now listen to this. Guys, when a woman is mad, just tell her that she's overreacting. She'll realize you're right and she will calm down. Guys, if you ever have tried that, you know that's just the opposite of what's going to happen. But it, it is funnier than heck. Dr. Frank joins us at the bottom of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. Also, there is a story about election oversight. And this is in... Um, oh... Uh, this is... Undercover DC, the well-known website. This is how, now I want you to listen to this. In Tennessee, in a 2021 municipal county election, the end of the day, end of the day tape reconciliation reports from the electronic voting machine seriously undercounted the number of ballots actually cast. And if it wasn't for an astute poll worker, nobody would have found it because there were a number of anomalies and QR code failure errors, and it wouldn't have gone investigated, uninvestigated. But they did, and they found that this undercount and other issues in six Dominion scanners in three different voting centers in Franklin, Tennessee. Now, this has been happening across the country. And in fact, in Georgia, now this was in Tennessee, in Georgia, there are two systems, uh, citizens who've discovered the same anomalies and QR code failures in 65 out of 67 counties that they were able to retain the record or were actually able to get the records. It's a big deal, folks. What this means is, is that these Tabulators are not counting all the votes. And if you don't reconcile them, you're not going to know. Dr. Frank, we'll talk with him about all of that and the liberal media admitting now that modems, there are modems in these voting machines and that these modems could, could, allow a hacking threat. We know that Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum in Oregon has admitted that under oath, but it doesn't matter. The judges don't want to hear about it. 
And the real danger, according to this political article, isn't that you could be hacked, but that it might lead to disinformation. I mean, after all, Shamia Fagan's telling us, right, by spending $57,000 that the legislature approved of a new cartoon and telling us how secure Oregon's elections are because they're air-gapped. You can't hack them. It's a lie. They are hacked. They have been hacked. And Mike Lindell's data that he is now free to release proves it. Let's go to the phones. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC. Talk. Go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. Morning. So, yes, I did. I listened. And Tina had nothing sub- substantive to say. Really? And Christine and... um, Oi, where'd her name go? Johnson. Betsy. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they didn't take advantage of correcting her when they accused them of voting down um, supposed good things for the state. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so so you're the, saying that, that they didn't really they take didn't advantage defend themselves. of when she said those things. Yeah, they didn't defend themselves very well and explain their votes. I see, okay. Okay. And, you know, that that's too bad because there's a way to do that, and it goes back to the emotional arguments. Okay? You defend your vote, mm-hmm. and then you bring it back to the emotional argument that reinforces, like, like say, on guns, that, no, I'm not yeah. going to vote to take away the rights of single mothers who are being stalked by a, by a crazy ex-boyfriend. I'm not going to take away their ability to defend their, her, and her kids. And then give an example, like the gal, blah, 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 that got a gun and then shot the ex-boyfriend who was breaking into her house or trying to beat her to death. There's something like that. You, you tell that emotional story, and that's how you defend yourself. Yeah. So do you think that anybody's minds got changed last night? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but I think also about explaining why they voted a certain way. People need to realize how much junk they put, other things that they put in these bills that are not good. But you never see it because it's all in the fine print. It's really, I don't know why people aren't yelling about this. I think President Trump did when he he said something about... um, we got to stop. Pu- we got to stop putting all kinds of stuff in one bill. Do you remember uh, that? Absolutely right. Yep. Absolutely. And he's right. I mean, this and this is what happens, especially when you're buying votes. There's an interesting story today, and and I'm going to let you go, Kathy. There's an interesting okay. story in the Oregon Watchdog, OregonWatchdog.com, um, about this legislative investigation on Tina Kotek threatening a fellow Democrat. Now, this is normal. She's a bully. 
just like Kate is. But this new hearing began this week, and it's getting reported by OPB and, and so forth. This is nothing new, folks. Washington Post even reported on it about heavy-handed Tina Kotek. Folks, you need to understand that all speakers and all Senate presidents threaten. I mean, this, this is just its standard for the procedure. It's kept quiet. People don't like it and shouldn't like it. Dale writes, and I'm not excusing it, by the way. She is a bully. There's no question about she needs to be called on the carpet. I'm Believe me, I'm not excusing it. Dale writes, Shamia Fagan just assured us that the elections technology in Oregon is great. Sound as a nut. Never better. And then he says, I don't know that I agree with Kathy. Drazen played well on emotions and Betsy was militant towards Kotech. I'm telling you, friends, Betsy Johnson was asked last night if she would run out of the race. That really ticked her off. got to understand something about Betsy. He's in it to make sure Kotech never becomes government. There's bad blood there, and it's very real. Back in a moment, it's 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Eric Gazer, Righteous Renovations, is a contractor you can absolutely trust. And you know what? All you have to do is go to his website, and you'll figure that out. He's a guy that focuses on quality. So when he comes into your home, and he specializes with things like bathroom and kitchen remodels, tiling, all of those types of things. He focuses on the quality. And nothing will mess up your life. And I know, because I've done it, folks, myself, by remodeling my own kitchen and bathroom. Nothing will mess it up worse. It goes bad. Eric Azer is a contractor that you can trust to do it right. He's got some great before and after photos on his website, RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com, and some great customer testimonials. Check it out, RighteousRenovations.com. You know, sometimes politicians say the darndest things. <laughs> Andy Biggs is a congressman, uh, the guy I've met uh, from Arizona. And he's, he's saying that um, the new Republican Party is going to conduct real investigations into January 6th, the southern border, Fauci, oranges of COVID, and a lawless FBI. And he said this, it's kind of like a mosquito in a nudist policy. There's lots of places to hit. Oh, that's just too good. And then Carrie Lake, 
Uh, I mean, she is just incredible. Running for governor down in Arizona, uh, Trump endorsed Carrie Lake. Glenn Youngkin, who was here, with, brought thousands of people to hear Christine Drazen. Uh, he's, you know, the newly uh, installed governor of Virginia. He's trying to, to fix some problems there. Well, he um, he's joining her yesterday. And the Gateway Pundit posed a question about her opponent, the current Secretary of State, running from reporters, which she does. And Carrie Lake says it so well. Quote, if she can't stand up to you guys, the media, then she can't stand up to the cartels. Boy, how true is that, isn't it? And then, now folks, to tell you where the culture is headed here right now, listen to this. There's another Gateway Pundit story here. Leonard Skinner has a concert. Okay. Now, Leonard Skinner's been around a long time, right? They were in Florida. Guess who shows up? Governor Ron DeSantis. Unannounced. Nobody knew he was going to be there. He made a surprise appearance. And the crowd went wild and began chanting, USA, USA, USA. Folks, this is a very big deal. I'm telling you. This leads us to this poll. There's a new independent poll here in, it's in the Willamette Week. It's done by a guy I know, Tim Nashif, well-known Christian leader. He has a polling unit for his company, Gateway Communications. This poll shows Drazen with a slight lead, about two points, over Kotek. And he puts it as a toss-up, and I think that's probably right. It's a Landline poll of 684 voters, and it was conducted over the 17th and the 18th. Now, again, this is before this last debate, obviously, last night. Now, here's the problem with debates. Not that many people listen to them or see them. Unlike all of the media that's going, all the paid media that's going on, all these ads that are being run everywhere, right? That has much greater impact on how people think. But here's a constant in this poll. Poll after poll shows that there's still 12 to 15% of people who are undecided. Now, Kotex campaign did a poll showing that she had 40%, Drazen had 38, Johnson had 14. This poll by the conservative group Shows Drazen at 37, Kotek at 35, and Johnson was 17, with 12% still undecided. You know, it's, its error margin is 3.8%. So everything's well within. But here's the thing. The crosstabs are the big deal here. This is all the data, like who voted for who, who's answering it. About three quarters of the people who are saying they're voted for voting for Drazen and Kotek say they're not going to change their mind. Johnson's support is much softer, they say. But half of those who support Johnson said they might change their minds. Now, I am hearing this. Are you hearing it? So people that you know that are talking about supporting Betsy, are several of them 
like are telling me business owners and others in my circle that I happen to run into in my world. Are you hearing people say like I am? Well, you know, if the polls don't show Johnson gaining any ground here, I might just vote for Drazen because we cannot have Tina Kotek as governor. On the other flip side of that, do you think that Democrats that are voting Betsy will think the same thing? Because they don't want to see Drazen become governor. What do you think about that? 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. At the bottom of the hour, Dr. Frank joins us to talk about the latest on what has happened here in Oregon, what is likely going to happen, may happen in Louisiana. All that's coming up, folks. Right at the bottom of the hour at 6.30. Don't. I promise. Stick around. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top. Now, great to have you with us today. In a moment, we're going to chat with our good friend, Dr. Doug Frank. I want to remind you that if you're, uh, folks, the weather's turning. We're going to get rain finally after 120 days of no rain. Here uh, tomorrow, over the weekend, over the next several days, and the temperatures are going to plummet. That means if your home um, HVAC system, your central air, your heat pump isn't working right, you need to get it fixed because you're not going to like it. So call Freedom Heating and Air, and they'll get out to your place right away and they'll get it fixed or your business too that's one of the things they do so well emergency services give them a call 503-580-1456 580-1456 or check out their website freedom heating and air all one word freedom heating and air dot net dr douglas frank joins us right now dr frank great to have you back with us again are you there dr frank i'm here how you doing there jeff <laughs> I'm well, my friend. Great to hear your voice. Where are you today, by the way, since you travel all around the country? I'm in Indiana today. I was in uh, in North Carolina two days ago, and today I'm in Indiana. And Saturday I'll be in Missouri, and Monday in Wisconsin. <laughs> by the way, uh, I um, folks, you can follow Dr. Frank on Telegram. That follow the data with Dr. Frank. That's that's his his page there. I, <laughs> I read uh, just for a little bit of comedic relief. I read your little statement there about the funniest thing you'd seen him some time. You know, guys, <laughs> when a woman is mad, just tell her she's overreacting. She'll realize you're right and she'll calm right down. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing your sense of humor. I've seen it quite some time. <laughs> Boy, isn't it the truth? It isn't yeah. it the truth. 
All right. So let, let's start with a number of things. Um, the, the Tim Sipple trial here that you are a part of in uh, Washington County, Oregon, didn't exactly turn out our way, did it? No, 100% against us. Why? Every aspect of the case was ruled uh, against the arguments we made. There were three arguments, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head, I might forget one, but one of them was that it was a trade secret, another one that was in the public interest, uh, and the third one will come to me. But basically, if you recall, Tim Sipple had requested a copy of the rolls so he could do uh, you know, a citizen's audit, and he's entitled to that. He was originally denied. The, uh, he appealed, and the district attorney ordered the clerk to issue it to him. But when they did, they gave him far more than was originally requested. They gave him the rolls, the ballot images, the SQL database backup, uh, the logs, like a complete, you know, far more information that he had requested. And what happened then is the Secretary of State had a panic attack and had the Attorney General file a restraining order uh, limiting his ability to release that to the public. And what's so beautiful about it is that in the restraining order, the Attorney General of Oregon admitted to the world that their machines were hackable wirelessly, even when they weren't connected to networks. And so, you know, that's just like, that's what we've been telling everybody. So the beautiful thing about lawsuits and the reason why we love it when we get a lawsuit is because we were able to put people in the stand and we were able to put the, the clerk of Washington County, Oregon in the stand and got her to say under oath that she's able without passwords to turn the modems on behind the air gap machines that are never ever supposed to be able to connect to the internet and should never connect to the internet she is able to and she does that task so you know that that was a you know that's a revelation in that lawsuit a second major revelation and i don't know if you're aware of this one jeff but we got uh once we got a chance to see the ballot images every ballot in your in your state has a unique identifier on it you are not voting anonymously. Well, therein lies um, a story uh, that has to, and, and those are QR codes, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, so there's a story in Undercover DC, and you may or may not be aware of this. Williamson County, Tennessee, had a municipal election a year ago in 2021. And it produced an end-of-day tape reconciliation reports that seriously undercounted the number of ballots actually cast. There were a number of anomalies, and, and this got caught by an astute poll worker. There were anomalies and QR code failures. And this caught the eye of two guys down in Georgia, Kevin Monkla and David Cross, who found the same things happening in Georgia. They have an elections oversight group is their the name of their group. Yes. And they discovered that in there, there were anomalies and QR code failures in 65 out of 67 counties in Georgia that they were able to get the records from. And this, this goes back to what we were trying to get the, the records from Washington County. So what we have here is across the country that these unique identifiers are QR code 
failures that are undercounting, in many cases, the actual ballots, the numbers of ballots cast. Are you hearing this anywhere else? Yes. And this is why it's so important that these records be able to be public. Because it's a massive job to audit this stuff. And, for example, I just came from a state, South Dakota, or perhaps, no, perhaps it was North North Dakota. I don't remember now. One of the two, where they've never performed audits ever. The public wants to perform audits because the officials don't perform audits. So you see where I'm going. Right. As soon right. as as soon as the information becomes public, the citizens discover all these things that are ridiculous. And you know, no self-respecting bank. No respecting, you know, self-respecting business. No re- self-respecting any agency should ever be able to operate without audit. And so, what we're being told nationally, it, our secretaries of states are shutting this down everywhere. What we're being told nationally is, we're, y'all come out and vote, but we're, you just have to trust us. We're not going to let you audit. In fact, we're not even going to audit. It's, yeah. it's a preposterous situation. There's a story today about our communist secretary of state completing a tour of election offices and, quote, saying our vote by mail system is strong. Then, Dr. Frank, there's a new lawsuit filed down um, in Coos County that's down on the coast, southern Oregon, against the Coos County uh, commissioners and the interim clerk, county clerk, based on their investigation into the scanners that they hadn't been certified, a number of other problems. So these cases are beginning to mount, and and I'm going somewhere with this because there's a political story, you're probably aware of it, that the liberal media, actually the political story is that these um, vote counting machines can be wirelessly hacked, but they say it's not likely to happen, but that the real danger is not the hacking of the machines, Dr. Frank, it's the fact that it creates misinformation. Unbelievable. How does it, yeah, it's it's a remarkable situation we're in uh, as a country because Anybody who carefully examines the system must admit we've created a monster. And the situation is, it's sort of, it happens in a lot of fields where the the technology goes faster than the ethics. Um, And we're sort of finding ourselves in this mess now. We've allowed ourselves to rely on a technology that's completely porous, completely unauditable. And we find ourselves, are we going to keep voting this way? Well, we shouldn't be, but yet we've sort of overcommitted to it. So we find ourselves in this ridiculous predicament, and, and we really only have one option. We just have to shut it down. You know, I, I like telling people, you know, we all know how to do this because we all voted for the prom queen in high school. We know how to do this. We don't need fancy billion dollars of machines. We just need to, we need to hand out some sheets of paper and have everybody vote and count it, and then at the end of the day, we're done, and we have a way to, to uh, trace it and audit it. And, and until we figure this out, we need to just vote audit, uh, vote Amish, I always say, you know, vote all paper, no machines. And then once we figure it out, okay, if we wanted to organize and systematize again, I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. 
But for now, we've got ourselves in a real predicament. We need to back away, you know, step away from the machine. This is what we need to do. In the last 45 seconds, do you have hope that the 2022 elections are going to be free of hacking and interference? I, I'm not, I would never say we're 100% free because, boy, are we, we've got lots of messes still. But the hope I do have <clears throat> is as the citizens are waking up, for example, last week in South Dakota, um, a couple of counties voted to not use any machines. They're going to do hand counts and hand tallies and, and report it. And, and that's happening all over the country. So, yes, I do have hope, but uh, it's not 100%. Dr. Frank. We're at the end of our time. As always, we deeply appreciate any time that you can give us. Thanks for the update. Be blessed, my friend. Safe travel. You too, my friend. Love you, man. 6.48 in the morning. There you go. That ought to give you some hope. There's lots more work to do. And we'll get into that on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220. Is that power Buick GMC talk line? 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at kslm. Dot news, Michael. I, no, I'm not going to read your um, <laughs> your email <clears throat> on the air. But thank you. <laughs> it's kind of um, kind of like the about the governor's debate last night. And uh, a state employee asked if there's time with Dr. Frank. Is there an update on what's going on in Colorado? Um, I didn't see that until after Dr. Frank was up off. So I did text him, and as soon as I get something back from him, I will let you know. And Anna, thanks for the email about um, the Northwest Observer, these election cases. The one in Coos County really is interesting. Because, um, you know, the citizens began an investigation down there. And this lawsuit has been filed by a, a county commissioner candidate and a county clerk candidate. Okay? Now, they have sued over a number of problems. Among them, what Dr. Frank alluded to, that the county clerk of Washington County, a gal who's been there a long time, Mickey Kwai, not a bad gal, but she admitted without passwords, she can turn on the wireless modems. They're not supposed to have wireless modems in these machines, period. Now, this is part of the Coos County lawsuit. Because they're certifying elections that don't meet the federal guidelines for accuracy, and they weren't EAC, Election Assistance Commission, federally certified. And they're alleging that the scanners were intentionally operated, 
contrary to the operator's manuals, which cautions it would give artificially and erroneous accuracy ratings if not followed. There were deliberate anomalies, including allowing taped or ripped ballots to be inserted into the scanner and the use of poor quality paper. These violations increased the adjudication rates by 6%. In addition, the Coos County ballot scanners have built-in modems that are subject to being hacked by using a backdoor method that has surfaced in other election cases. And then there's a conflict of interest thing here about how the interim um, county clerk was appointed. She is also, this interim, Dee Dee Murphy, is being accused of refusing to authorize observers to observe signature verification process. And that they were given wrong times and then locked out of the office. She's refused to allow the observation of the ballot couriers in violation of both federal and state laws, which calls for two couriers from different parties to transport ballots. That happened here in Marion County. Now, folks, this is a problem. All of this, as you are hearing me talk about every political coffee clutch meeting on Tuesday evenings at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, you hear me talk about those of you who attend, and last week we had 36 people there, so thank you all who listen and, and come to the show, or not the show, but come to the, the meeting, where we get updates regularly from Oregon People's Vote and what's going on out there across the country. And I talk about some of these stories there. The point is what I keep telling you is that it's going to take us a while to unpeel this onion. Now, a year ago, Nobody knew, or at least it wasn't being admitted in national media now and in court filings, that these ballot counting machines have modems in them and can be wirelessly connected to the Internet. None of us knew that. But it's happening now. It's slowly coming out. The truth is slowly coming out. That's a good thing, friends. It's a very good thing. But it's going to take us a while to fix this. This is why it's so important for each of you to be aware of these things. These machines that are counting our votes can be hacked wirelessly. Oregon Attorney General admits it. Now we've got major news stories admitting it. The one I just told you about in the political. There are errors in these vote counting machines that are undercounting the number of votes. It's happening all over the country. Friends, you can share this with people in your world to get them to join you in standing up for voting transparency. That's what we need. And they're gonna try to shut that down. It's wrong. And what are they trying to hide? Let's go to the phones. Go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Go Beavs. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. 
the two uh, hottest uh, two hottest teams in the pack are going to be meeting in Austin Stadium uh, this weekend. Should be a great game. It should. Yeah. Yeah. Chip Kelly coming back uh, to uh, UCLA to should be a raucous uh, raucous day. It should be. Hey, um, the immediate thing we can do for uh, the vote is organize your uh, people around you to watch the drop boxes in your area. Like in Tualatin, you know, we can get five or six people together to keep an eye on it for the mules. <laughs> That's an outstanding idea. And, I, and I'm going to take it even a step further. I think there should be very quietly organized other observing going on that have to do with your county elections offices like this lawsuit in Coos County that they didn't allow election observers because they purposefully gave the wrong times. Same thing has happened here in Marion County where election observers were told, hey, you know, we're shutting down for the night. And then they kept counting. Yeah, in Washington County, they just uh, said come at certain time before the count. Uh, I can't remember which day, one day before or two days before, to sign up to volunteer to be a watcher. So you just go down there. You don't have to sign up now or anything like that. Well, this is one of the things where there is a role, Gary, for everybody to play in this process of ensuring transparent free and fair elections and observing signature verification is one observing ballot box drop sites observing county election offices is another even when they're supposedly shut down that's an entirely different make thing. it as Great. hard as possible on them go duck yep go beeves thanks gary friends thank you all for joining us today tomorrow's freedom friday You can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically. We'll talk to you then. Keep praying for this great state and this great nation. And be willing to stand up and fight.